explanation that he gave for Mrs. Rabbanan and why we can make the brand new. And that's why he says, and he says, that Hashem commanded us, whether it's Amit Megillah or the Hadak Nashul Hanukkah, which are all Mrs. Rabbanan, and spoke about yesterday why that fits into the framework of the Mitzvahs of the Torah. Now, that's the Ve'ilu Hayu Chokeinu Yotzim Achar Agonus. If there would be things which came not from Ruch HaKodesh, not from the Vuh, not from a connection to the Besa Megdash, there would be inventions later on. Then, not only Kohen Mitzvahs, you couldn't say our Mitzvahs, Eruv, our Mitzvahs, whatever it is. Something which, this is an interesting Haggadah, something which came afterwards was, could be the gather of a minak. Something which came from the Ashkenaz Haggadah, or from Sanhedrin, which was, like he said, which was Zaychat to Yerach HaKadosh, at so then we can say that's the gather of Ashkenaz Haggadah, Why? So this is what you said before. The din of the Torah, that Vasisa Kuchal Adavashi Yerucho, the din that you have to listen to the Shaftim and the Nevim and the Kohenim, Asher Yom is talking about the Sanhedrin. And therefore, but when it comes to obeying the Sanhedrin, the way the Kuzari is explaining it, that's Mitzvah Whereas when it comes to listening to Chachomim later on, even though there also there's a Maile obeying Chachomim, it doesn't have the same Koyach uh, of the Mitzvah and the Torah telling us this. And therefore, when we listen to Chachamim about whom there's a mitzvah, you have to listen to them, so you can say a bracha on it. You would suppose the bracha you make is on, on the mitzvah of doing what the, the Chachamim told us to do. On the mitzvah of listening to the Chachamim, right. Yeah. And which Chachamim are we talking about? We're talking about the Chachamim who are in the Sanhedrin. The Chachamim who are in the Sanhedrin. Right, right, right. But when they make a bracha for a Chachamim, and if we're only doing it because there's a mitzvah to do what they said, then the bracha should be So the way that you write, and the way the Gemara interprets that bracha, exactly that bracha, the Shekhinashan of Mitzvah to listen to what the Chacham tells to do, and they commanded us to do this. And the way we, we, we bring to fruition, doing what Chacham said is, I mean, doing the Mitzvah is a very Chacham said. Even though the text is the same as if it was a derisive. Even though right, the text is the same as the bracha derisive, in which case, Shekhi Yishan Mitzvah is going directly on the okay. see what to do. Okay. Which is a fucking point to bring up. Um, there's an interesting, if you want to numbers, just think about this. It's like an interesting point to numbers. And that is, where do we see that? That the Torah sanctions Ki'ilu, what Rabbanan said, is mitzvahs. So, in other words, is the Torah just telling us you have to listen to Chachamim? It's like something you have to respect. Or the Torah is telling us, no, we giving sanction to what Chachamim said. That's Torah. What's the difference? This isn't something very interesting. I heard this from Shimon Moshe Diskin Zechron many years ago. There's another mitzvah of someone the Torah told you to listen to. Your father. You have a mitzvah to listen to your parents. Now, that's not the get that everything your parents told you is Torah. That's the get the respect. Your parents told you to do something you meant to do. So when, Chacham, when the Torah tells us, listen to Chacham, is it together respect? Or is it together because what the Chacham says is Torah? 
So we had a very interesting way of defining the difference. He says, let's say my father says to me, um, I would like a cake, please bake me a cake. So now I have a mitzvah there, so people have to go bake my father a cake. I don't know how to bake a cake, I have to learn the recipe first. Is there any mitzvah in reading the recipe book? No, it's just the way to get, to, I have to make a, I have to bake a cake, I don't know how to do it. So I'm reading a recipe book to learn how to do it. But there's no schar in learning recipes. It's just the hechitim to have to do a mitzvah. Whereas, if I come and say, we want you to learn the Megillah, and we don't know the in the Megillah, so you have to open up Mesechus Megillah to learn what do you want to do. Learning Mesechus Megillah is terror. It's not just the hechitim to, to, to respect Rabbanah so you have to know what they wanted us to do. Once this is this is part of what the mitzvah that Rabbanah gave us, then learning the mitzvah is terror. Whereas doing, learning how to do something, whether it's making a cake or mowing the lawn or painting the house, whatever my father wants me to do, learning how to do it is not terror. It's a hechitim to do a mitzvah. When Rabbanah said, make an error, Mesechus Erev is terror. When Rabbanan say, wash your hands, learning Hilchim to listen to them is terror. Which means, here we see the difference. It wasn't just Chachamim told us, respect Rabbanan. Listen to what they tell you to do. Now, Katoris is about a father, respect your father, listen to him. Katoris is about a king, you got to honor a king and listen to him. Then it's just the action of, do, of, of listening to him. Whereas when it came to Rabbanan, it wasn't to be together of respect Rabbanan. The terror together of listening to Rabbanan is, because what Rabbanan says is terror. And therefore, learning what Rabbanan said, or learning how to become what Rabbanan said, is considered limited terror. It's a very interesting point. Yimeira, we can't say a bracha shakirashana the mitzvah of vitzivan or kibbutz avim. And why we don't say bracha stam is a question. But we can't go to the second stage. Hashem has commanded us to the mitzvah and of what doing my father says, whatever it is. The mitzvah there is listen to your father. The do what your father says is just the hechitimti, just the way to makai the mitzvah. Whereas when it comes to Rabbanan, the mitzvah to listen to Rabbanan was what Rabbanan said becomes a mitzvah. And if I'm makai the mitzvah, listen to Rabbanan, but I keep be, as I'm being makai the mitzvah. The right mitzvah is saying, no, no, that, that's, that's that point. Now, because I was going back to something else. Batson, these are both points that he's already explained, and he's just kind of going back to add another proof to each one. The first one is that it's not logical that we'd have gotten the Torah and Harsina was only the Torah of And let's think about that. If we're not going to admit that there has to be a Torah of so let's go back to the generation who got the Torah. What did they think Moshe was telling them? Why did they ask him? Rebbein Moshe, explain to us what you mean. Because if, uh, if, if, if they would have tried to take what Moshe said in the Torah Shavuot and put it into practice and go in Makayimut, they would very quickly see we actually don't know what to do. So what's the logical thing is they would go back to Moshe and say to him, Moshe, what did you want us to do? You just asked him, so how does it work? And if Moshe is going to say, well, I don't really know, just whatever you think, that's what you do, it doesn't make sense. You tell us what to do, it tells what you meant. And therefore, just the idea that there would have been a mitzvah given without anyone ever being clear on what the mitzvah was, it's not a logical thing. And that's what he's going to explain the first point. He says, Most of the mitzvahs, the explanation comes from what Moshe told us. It has to be like that. We're talking about people that weren't busy. They weren't looking up for us, so they didn't have to build themselves houses. They were in the midbar. They had all the time in the world. They were given them on. They had protection. There was nothing else they were spending their time doing. And therefore, they're all there, and Moshe was there too. Moshe, the Shechina was around them. They had their own covered the whole time. And if that's the case, and now in that situation, Moshe comes and tells them the principle of the mitzvah. He meant to keep Shabbos. 
Now, it's not like that there were in a situation where they didn't have an opportunity to ask him. Or there was so much going on, there was like a, a time when people were tired or they were afraid to ask, whatever it might have been. So they didn't get a chance to clarify. No, they had all the time in the world. They were there, Moshe was there, there was nothing else to do. And Moshe was the Kaila the Mitzvah. It doesn't make sense, they wouldn't go and ask him, what did it mean? What do you mean? What, are they, what, what exactly do you want us to do? Or Machlokosam, in Mashaos, with all the time they had, they could go into all the, all the separations of the Halachas of Shabbos. We had to compare Shema Mechalakosim, and all those divisions and all the explanations that would pass over. Why not? Well, why wouldn't they have asked? Why wouldn't they have had the opportunity to explain everything better? The Kvar and the Torah says that, and Moshe himself says to Yisrael, When Yisrael asks Moshe, what are you doing all day long? So Moshe says, that, number one, I'm judging everybody, but number two, I'm explaining the halachas to them. So Moshe himself says, I'm explaining the halachas, I'm explaining to them the chukm of Hashem. And so obviously there was explanation. It wasn't just uh, the mitzvah to say Torah about the mitzvah. It doesn't take forty years. That's his first pasuk. And the second pasuk, at the end of the Torah, in Pashat Veschanan, uh, when he talks to them about having the Torah they've learned, he says, "This is your chachma. This is your understanding. This is what you've learned. The Torah which I've taught you." Somebody who wants to deny or falsify the threat in the Pasuk is going to go to the root of the Qur'an. Why? Because if Moshe is telling us to call Yisrael collectively, this is your Chachma and this is your Bina, which means this is your understanding, then there must have been some understanding he's referring to. Whereas if the Torah is just an enigma and no one knows what it means, so where's the Chachma? What's he talking about? If it's an evidence to piece it together themselves and determine the, the, however they will, so what's Moshe telling them? This is the Chachma that you've got, this is your understanding. I don't even understand it. On the contrary, and if a person wants to believe, and what Moshe said, that there was a chachma given with every pasuk, and that's the chachma Kaisal had, he'll see that the, we have the entire Torah of we call it the Mishnah of Agmar, whatever it is, that was incorporated in what Moshe meant. That's the chachma that the Kaisal had learned. It's only a little bit. All the different kinds of chachmas that there can be. Chachmas are things which are about the natural world. Elokias means the chachma of how a person gets closer to Hashem. The chachma spirituality. Musarius is how a person refines himself, affects his mirrors. Gilgulias, and this is an interesting one. Because the way that the Rishonim explained the word, the Galgal, or they call it Gilgulias, they meant the universe, how all the systems of the planets were. The way later on the Mukabalim explained it means that they have a Gilgul, which means reincarnation and the Shamas come back. When the Rishonim talk about Chachmas HaGalgal as being the concept of, uh, of, the, of, of the whole uh, working of the universe, what do they really mean physically? They're talking about astronomy? Or are they talking about they're giving a remiss to this idea of the Shamas? It's hard to know, they don't, definitely don't define it so clearly. But either way around, it's definitely a part of the Chachmas too. If all of that they learned in the Midbar, then in Taka they were much way way ahead of all the other Goyim in their Chachma. And just to give one small example, I don't know, talking about this huge body of information that Kaishal was said that was says that they knew. Just one very small point, and that is, and this is the Gemara says this about that Kaishal knew how long the lunar month is. Kaishal knew to calculate when the next when the next Moed is going to appear. We have this exact hashbun of 49 days and 6 hours and how many, how many 
which would be worth it. So you make a calendar. At, its, at the time, at the time, it was the the Goyish world had no idea to any degree of accuracy exactly how long the the Mailer Ramona was. Today, when they have atomic clocks and telescopes and they're actually measuring it, they measured the the length of the lunar month. It came out within a few seconds of the Shira Khazar. Now, that's not completely accurate, but how do we know that? Things like that. You have knowledge that no one else has. You have knowledge of the world, you have knowledge of the Tevi, you have knowledge of the stars, whatever it's going to be. How do they know that? So if you're going to go to the roots of the Quran and say, all we've got is Torah Shabbat Saf. We don't see this Chachma of Torah Shabbat Saf. The Torah doesn't talk about these things. So where would they know it from? Hello, what? This is This is the Raya that there was much more wisdom given to the Jewish people, which wasn't written in the Torah. Don't they believe in Ruch Kodesh though? Even though only what's written. I'm saying they don't have Musa of Ruch Kodesh. Only what's written. What's written right now? It's not. It's not written. We don't believe. It's not written. And why isn't it written? Exactly for the reason you said last time from the Midrash that whatever's written will go to the guy. The guy could get the hands in the secretary and they could translate it, and therefore. <laughs> All this Chachmah was given already. That's why it would be kept within within Klai Yisrael, and there wouldn't be a way for anyone else to get hold of it. It's an elaboration we said before. It's not logical that there would have been a Torah which wasn't explained, and you see proofs of the Torah itself that there was much more given which the Torah doesn't mention. And now the second point which you already said before, and you wanted to elaborate on, and that is. The fact that we see, even in Tanakh, which the Quran did accept, the principle that later doors can add to mitzvahs, if there's a reason for it. And therefore you can't say that the, the, the only exception was given originally from, from Sinai. The fact that later Chachamim, in the capacity of Rabbanim, could add extra points to a mitzvah, or extra elements that you have to do, we see in the Tanakh. Too, we see in the Tanakh. And he gives an example. The mitzvahs which were given from the Beis Hamikdash, like we said before, from the Sanhedrin who had Racha Kodesh, not just in the first Beis Hamikdash, the first 40 years of the second Beis Hamikdash, it was told Nevi'im who Zachariah, was still alive for the first 40 years of Beis and therefore there also the, the, the there was Nevi'im, and Makvarshim even though most of the Anshe Bayes Hashani, the Chacham in the time of the second Bayes Hamikdash, were only after the time of Nevo, it was only the first 40 years that uh, there was Nevo. But nevertheless, you see that the Nevim already talk about the bridge that Hashem will be curious with the Jews at that time. And this is what he's referring to in Yermia, is the, the long Nevo in Yermia, which he talks about that. And therefore, we already see that the Nevim spoke about the fact that there will be Chachamim later on who will be aware, who, who will be considered Chachamim, even though there's not a We're not going to rely on the Psukim to tell us that. There will be a dar of people who will be reliable, who will be chachamim, who will know the Torah and transmit the Torah. So then, what? Then we don't, we're not going to run a pasuk who's giving us the word that there is going to be such a dar. Or what can we run? 
it's not just a tradition, it's being foretold by Nevo. We see it at this point, and that is even after Moshe, they, they, they felt the necessity to add to a mitzvah, to add to the parameters of the mitzvah, they could. And this is the second argument against its token and the Quran. One argument was they don't believe at Torah which wasn't written, we really spoke about it. The second argument is they don't believe that there's an authority that Rabbanan have to add mitzvahs or add pratim to a mitzvah. And then he says, you, that's also psukim. We don't have to come to, that wasn't only after the time of Tanakh that we find this concept, we find the psukim, that there was already a concept of adding to the parameters of the mitzvah. For example, trying to give It's a pasuk. We have on the day that Shlomo inaugurates the Beis HaMikdash, and says, Kiddush HaMelech Yisteich HaChatzah. Why? Shlomo wanted to bring a thousand korbanists on that day. There's no way that he's going to manage to bring up a thousand animals in the course of the day. You can only you can have only the day to bring korbanists. So there's no way he's going to bring so many korbanists on the Mizbech. It's too small. And therefore, Shlomo HaRosha, he decided that we're going to light a fire on the floor of the Beis Mikdash, on the Ritzvah the, Salazar, the and we're going to bring korbanists there. Now, that's not what the Torah says. The Torah says you have to have a Mizbech, and it has to be a Mizbech made out of stone, and you can only bring Kabbalahs to Mizbech. But Shleim HaMelech, using the rights that he had with the Sanhedrin of Heroes Shah, they could change the mitzvah, and they could be matched the Chatzah, the people could bring Kabbalahs to the Chatzah too. Similarly, the next Shleim did. The year that he dedicated the Mesa Mikdash, so it was just before Sukkot, so he made a double seven day Yomtev, seven days of Sukkot, and seven days of celebration for the Mesa Mikdash. Even though we don't find such a concept of Hanukkah Sabayas in the Torah. Similarly, we don't find it by the Mishnah. Uh, we don't find it by the Mishnah. We don't find the Mishnah. But uh, the inauguration of the Mishnah, we find that they put the Mishnah together every day and they were taught to the other day. We don't find Kaisal made a Chag out of it. It wasn't like the Yomtev of the inauguration. Uh, second, the next point. But David and Melech and Shmuel made a concept of living singing in the Besam English. And not only that, they made a, a whole series of, of Mizmori for them to sing. And they set the Levim into groups and they made the whole concept of Shiraz Levim. doesn't come in the Torah. doesn't come in the Torah. And it was something which was enacted by later days. As long as the Besam English, there was a din of the, the Levim, there was a din of the Shira. Similarly, Masha also Shlaima, the Masha Bana. Suddenly, when it came to building the base of English, the Torah doesn't tell you how to build the base of English. The Torah tells us how to build the Mishkan. When it came to the base of English, things were different. So, how does Shema know what to do? It wasn't written in the Torah, he didn't have a model to work with. Ella, what we have to say that there was Nava at the time, and the Nabim at the time of Shema told him what to do. And they don't believe in any Nava? Sorry? They do believe in but the Nevo, like I said, and therefore he says, you see, the principle of Nevo is that there is a concept of adding to what the Torah gave us. If there was a reason for it to here, to, you know, like we said, to build a base of Mikdash, so then we understand that there has to be later on what's given in order to in order to to know what to do, where it is. It's not that we only have the, the, the mitzvahs of the Torah. Um, now, we see there also that Shlomo adds to the Moshe does. In the Mishkan, there was one menorah and one shulchan. So he makes ten menorahs and ten shulchan. Why did he decide to do that? 
And the Mishkan there was a two Kravim on Nairam Kodesh, and so he makes two more Kravim. Which stood in the Nairam Kodesh, which stood in the Nairam Kodesh, and Hashem as well. These aren't things a person can do on their own. And therefore, it must have been the Yadashem. Sadly, when it comes to second best, the Mishkan, 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 that's why the Gemara says the, the Nevi'im had to live for the first 40 years of the second Mesa Mikdash. Until it was built, they needed instructions from a Navi what to do. And then it says, Akol, Bichtav, Miyad, Hashem, Olay, Hashem gave him the book, exactly how to build the Mesa Mikdash. Um, that, so that's also, the second Mesa Mikdash also had to be built within the parameters of Hashem telling a Navi to do. And secondly, as he makes more Takanis, the Takana of, when he says, He lost his Lishis Hashakel, the Impostor says, And then the Mitzvahs, that Ezra is the first one to make a compulsory, uh, so to speak, charity campaign. Now the Torah talks about the Mitzvah of Tzedakah. The Torah doesn't quantify it in the sense that there's a set amount, a fixed amount which a person is required to give on a certain, on a certain time zone. That's, that's the Chilish of Ezra. And once again, you see Ezra had the right to add prat, if you want, to a Mitzvah which the Torah didn't say. And his biggest Chilish, and that is, and it's interesting, this is what he needs to ask, so now there's two chidushim what the Pizari just said. The one is historically, it's a big machlakis. The second one is uh, the concept. He says the other big chidush, the time of second base of there wasn't an Aaron Kodesh, as we know. The Aaron Kodesh was hidden um, by King Yeshaya, uh, at the end of the first base of So there wasn't an Aaron, there weren't the second base of so now, what was the point of the Kodesh Kodashim? The point of the Kodesh Kodashim was, that's where the Arna Kodesh is meant to be. And the point of the Parachas is, to shield the Arna Kodesh, no one can see it. It defines a place for itself, and like I said, no one's allowed to look at the Arna Kodesh, no one's allowed to be proximate to the Arna Kodesh, that's why you have the Parachas. Comes the second verse in Mikdash, and we don't have an Arna Kodesh. So what's the point of the Kodesh Kodashim? What's the point of the Parachas? What are we trying to hide? There's nothing there, we don't have it. And what? Kodesh. And that is the Chacham who built the second verse of Mish understood that it's true we don't have an Arna Kodesh, but the place where the Arna Kodesh is meant to be, that's the last Kodesh. And therefore we're going to build the Parechas to, so to speak, separate the area where the, where the Arna Kodesh is meant to be, where the Kodesh Kodesh that is a Kodesh Kodesh, we're separating that from the rest of the, the, rest of the Kodesh. That's not what the Torah says. The Torah says the whole point of the Parechas is to separate from the Arna, because there was an Arna. The Torah doesn't give us a what to do when there isn't an Aaron. That was the Chiddush of Chazah. There's no Aaron, but we're going to regard, we're going to make the Kodesh of Kodesh from regardless. But now we see, and this is a fascinating point, and that is, HaKadosh Baruch went along with that. There's a din in the Kodesh Kodesh. There's a din in the Kodesh Kodesh, and if a person comes in for nothing, he's going to die. Because he's going to die. And that doesn't apply to going to the Mizbech or the Menorah, that the Kodesh went every day. But the Kodesh of Kodesh was Sunday. Now the Pasha says that din is when there's an Aaron Kodesh. But we see in the time of Bayi Shani, even though there wasn't an Arna Kodesh, like Gemara says in Yuma, every after you give a Kangadal died. If you didn't deserve to be a Kangadal. So it means Hashem is working with what Tayyar Shal did. They decided this is the Kodesh Kodesh. They get to dinner with Kodesh Kodesh. Can we say that even today you know how to build their Bayi Shani? Because the Kodesh of the Bayi Shani, it was Kitchel Shaita, the Kitchel of the Dove. As opposed to the Kodesh of the first Bayi Shani, the Raman Paskins, is that the Kodesh was only as long as the Bayi Shani stood. The second base of Mikdash, when they rededicated it, they had to make a new condition. But now the second time, the Kedusha was lost to Lavi also. Which means because of the Kedusha of Bayashani, 
that's why even today there's the there would be kedusha on on wherever the makom amikdash the makom akodesh the makom akodesh kedusha is. That's the first point. But that's already it's interesting. That's his chiddush of you see what chazal could be kaveya is something which became a makom of a heightened level of ruchnis. But the second point is a bigger chiddush. This is the machlokes in the rishon, and that is where is the arnachodesh? Where is it? It's buried. But where? So the lashon of the Gazari is that the iron is buried underneath the Kodesh Kedoshim. It's a big machlokes, like I said. Where is the Kodesh Kedoshim? Where is Aaron Kodesh buried? It's dark on the Kodesh Kedoshim, or it's somewhere under what's called the Rishkas Eitzim. Why? Because the Yishami and the Gemara says that uh, one of the Kohenim who was being matliya Eitzim. Sorry. Maybe a Mishnah Shkodim. The Gemara adds more. That it says that it's the Yadu B'Yichud that the Aaron was Nik Nasham. Uh, but the Gemara adds a little bit more that he was, being, he was working with like, separating the wood from his back. And he saw that one of the stones on the floor was out of place. He understood it. It had been raised and put down again. And he understood why would someone build an opening into the floor of the Aaron Kodesh, under the best of Mishnah. It might be the Aaron Kodesh. And. According to that, tomorrow is in the Kodesh Kodesh. Or is in. Is in the Kodesh Kodesh? Yeah, tomorrow is talking about the Kodesh Kodesh. That's not something that's what I'm saying. So I think it's a big focus where the Aaron Kodesh is buried. Okay, so the emphasis is that's what it looks like. Isn't there one of people that even went to Bazaar? It's different at the time. We don't pass like that time. There's a time that says that, uh, that all the Kodesh could make the Shukhtar to the Aaron Kodesh, but came out all the other time and all the Rishonim don't pass like that. The Aaron is going to the Makam Kodesh. But now the answer is very fascinating. And that is, we know today, because of uh, ex- like Sona studies and Harabais, that Sona, they can go back to and like, use the sand to see what's underneath the mountain, that the Amnes is it's not a machlekes. Even though it looks like that. We know that, they, we know that there's an underground tunnel, which goes from Be'erach, where we think the Azara was, to Anzakadosh HaKadosh. And therefore, it's not a stereo. The Aaron Kodesh is under the Kodesh HaKadosh. How are you going to get there? They didn't dig into the floor of the Kodesh HaKadosh. They pushed the tunnel from the side to get there. And, uh, and they made it. So the opening to the tunnel would be the Dera Eitzim. But it's not where the tunnel ends. It starts there. It goes underneath the, underneath the, the floor of the basin midrash to where the Kodesh HaKadosh is. And therefore the Aaron HaKadosh should be where the Aaron is meant to be. It's in, in the Makhma Kodesh HaKadosh, just underground there. Uh, what's also interesting is you can't get there. Because of the same study, there was, I don't know what stage it was, there was a, that even though they can see a tunnel, but there was a tremendous, like, basically the mountain collapsed. And therefore the middle part of the tunnel is like completely folded into rock. So we made it, it from the time of the Khurban or some other time, but so we can see the one side, you can see the other side, like the end of where, where this tunnel, I mean, they can't see it, they, they can see on the ground that there's a, there is an opening there, but they can see that also in the middle of it, which is the stomach where the credit was, I don't know exactly. It's, the whole thing is folded in. So, we had another stair. Even though it's much from the, like I said, different parts of Chazal, the different parts of the Azorah, where they talk about where the Aaron Kodesh was, Maisa is, it's talking about two different things. The one's talking about where the opening to that tunnel is, and the other one's talking about where it ends up, where the Aaron Kodesh is actually, where, where the Aaron Kodesh is actually hit. And Maisa, what the Kazari says, that it's Ki Aaron Gondon Sham, the Aaron is there under the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and it's not a stair to the Gemara. It's a... Uh, Yes, it's a time that says Aaron Kodesh went to Babel, but like I said, the vast majority of the Tanoim and the Paiskans don't pass like that. And therefore, the code is, it's still under the Kodesh, under the Basin Makam Mikdash, where it's here every day, which is uh, not just time under the Basin Mikdash, but under the Kodesh Kodesh itself.
That's the end of the Kuzari's uh, discussion, so to speak, about the Karayim and all the proofs against them. Um, where it's going to go from here, and this we'll see next time, is the king is going to use this information of what he's just talking about, about there, to ask him for more details about how Rabban could do it and what Rabban did, and now we're going to more of an elaboration of, of how Rabban and Mufarish Psukim or how Rabban was content based on what the Torah says. This is more the level, like we said, of trying to explain and understand it rather than trying to prove it. Because that matters when we get to those men. We'll see next time how, how the, we're now going to try and explain more the coefficient or the, the, the ability that Rabban had in explaining or clarifying this.